Hey everybody, welcome to tonight's episode of Between the Sheets. I'm Gay Ann Bruno, yes I am, and I happen to be gay and I'm really giddy tonight, this is retarded. <laughs> um, so we have a wonderful guest in the house tonight, but I'm not going to introduce him last because I have my lovely ladies here. We have, to the left of me, Mara Shane. Love her. Hey, yeah. love her. What's up? Party people. Woo! The Brit, the Brit, one of my favorite Brits. Cara Noble. I am a Brit, but I'm also an American, so there. Hey, Brit. <laughs> I have the girl with oh so many names, yes. Roxanne Rosen. Woo, Roxanne. <laughs> She's you don't adorable. Have to put out the red light. Woo. And then we have Tony Sweet in the back running the keys. Welcome to UBN Go. And he's not the token man today. No, oh, he's, he's not. not. No, he's not. We have a man, a real man, a real man in the house. Well, I mean, Tony, you're a real man, but you're gay. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really. Oh, you're a disappointment. <laughs> oh, please. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting over some like something. I, I may cough up a lung. Oh my! So, you know, so please be prepared. But nevertheless, my guest, um, he was on one of he was on the second incarnation, or maybe the first of Between the Sheets back in the day. Yeah. And so I've known this gentleman for a long time. I think he's full of shit in his books. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, Finally, no, someone can see <laughs> through it all. <laughs> but um, he has a new book out. He's also very good friends with Cara as yes, well. Yes, he is. Um, he's an official god of a god and goddess. We're bosom buddies. Hey, yeah. you're talking Ooh. about bosom? I like bosoms. Yeah. Bosom buddies. Yeah. Um, so he has a new book out. It's available on Amazon, right? Yes, it is. It's called What the Heck is Self-Love Anyway? His name is Jonathan Asley. Let's welcome. Yeah. Yay! Yay. So, okay, Tristan, go with the first question. All right. So. <laughs> no, 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 shut up. What's your sign? <laughs> <laughs> My birthday was yesterday. Oh, yeah. I'm a Leo. Oh, yeah. he's, a, he's approved, by the way, because he's a Leo. I'm Just saying. I like Leos. I love, uh, my rising is Leo. Around yeah, that's us. why I said he's approved. He's not approved. <laughs> approved. Oh, approved. Oh, approved. Oh, approved. We all thought you were saying approved. That is so different. No, he's approved. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm I thought approved. you said prude. I'm like, Leo, yeah, really? No, I have an no, official no. stamp on me, approved. As soon as I met him, I'm like, what sign are you? He's going, like, my birthday was yesterday. I'm perfect. You're approved. See, everyone, everyone in the audience... Roxanne and her signs. I don't get it. Um, but let's let's start with the book. So you had another book or one or two before. I don't remember. Yeah. I didn't really do my research because I know you. I figure we'll just shoot from the hip. Sure. So what was the first book about? What was it called? And what was the first book? It was book? called Understand Men Now, The Relationships Men Commit to and Why. Oh, for God's sake. I bet it was bullshit. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Now, now that I look back at it, it is. <laughs> Let me guess. Men just want sex, right? No. <laughs> that's not what it's all about. But, um, but it is. I was actually writing a book before I wrote this book uh, called Compassionate Dating, Why Modern Romance Needs a Makeover. I'm oh. actually in the process of writing that. I right like now. that. That really? sounds very yeah. good. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah. But we don't have romance nowadays. Well, we should. It's like No, it's the other way around. Sexting is the romance nowadays, Ooh. to be honest with you. Oh, no. Yeah. Our Snapchat videos, like that's the romance nowadays. That's it. Oh, dear. Yeah. So... Yeah, whatever. Jonathan, yeah. save us. 
What would you like me to say? Okay. <laughs> so, so, no, no, no. I'm, distra- like I'm like fucking distracted. Somebody's okay. fucking texting me. Would like, you stop? You did like put no, that no, away. Posting on Facebook? It's my mother's nurse, and she's asking me, like, she waits till now if I need someone to get, like, help for my mother. And I'm like, like, just, to, like, stop, stop. You are like, OC fucking deal. I'll answer yeah. you in a minute. For an hour I mean, don't, doesn't she know who I am and then I have a show? Um, well, anyway. You, I heard the funniest thing last night. What? A gay boy said, don't you know who you th- who I think, think I, I am? am. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. Oh, that's old. That's old. But um, that's <laughs> no. way old. Yeah, that's so last. That's Is so. Old? That's, that's so, amazing. That's so last decade. But because you weren't born, you didn't figure it out. Um, so I have to say, I, 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 we got to talk about lesbians because. Okay. Well, we always have to talk about lesbians, but um, because we don't talk about anything else. Lesbians only talk about lesbians. So, um, this was a okay. I will start out with usually I start out with a story. So this this I've been out so much this last week, and I've been drinking way too much. It it's like, do I think I'm 20? But like on on Saturday was Goddess Camp, on Sunday was Melanie's. Um, art, art show. show. Oh yeah, Mara was there. Yes, I was. And then on on that was Sunday. Monday, Kim Sanchez closed her restaurant in Long Beach, and Tristan was there. Mm. Two Roxanne. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Go on. Hey, it's me. Okay. Um, and then a, Tuesday, Terry Nunn. Um, and I, and I met with Jonathan and was there. She uh, was at the Grammy Museum and she did a Q and A and performance for the new album that came out actually today called Transcendence. Yeah. Also, Terry will be, uh, and that's our theme song. If you haven't figured it out, the album just cut tonight. I mean, it's it's out tonight, mm-hmm. and. She will be at the Microsoft or LA Live on Sunday with the B-52s. That's the start of their 40th anniversary tour. So the B-52s are 40 years. Berlin is 40 years. OMD is there too, but I don't know how, I don't know how many years they're around, but um, I'm going to be there because it's going to be fun. Um, (laughs) But, and then on Wednesday, I went out to dinner. So it's like every night it was like insane. And then, then Thursday I had to work and then today I had to work. I'm like, today, I was talking to a friend of mine. And I've been so tired and so like weirded out. I like yelled, cried, laugh, all in a twenty-minute conversation. And she's like, "Boy, you're tired." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> and I have a show tonight. But what is this about? What is it got to do with lesbians? <laughs> I know. Yeah. You said you want to talk well, about lesbians. Well, because I'm a lesbian, this is my show, and it's all about me. <laughs> so, okay. I'm just saying. That's um, clear. Okay. okay. Like, your right. Leo's coming out right now. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Look. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, so getting back to Joe. So what led you, Jonathan? What led you to um, write this book? Like, what? Like, how did it start? What was the, um, what was the catalyst, or, or the what germinated? How did sure, it germinate? Sure. Um, well, I was just sharing with you. I was actually I've been writing a book called "Compassionate Dating: Why Modern Romance Needs a Makeover," and um, but I recognized that in the dating realm, I go. I, I realized that the dating triggers the number one emotional health issue facing. I don't want to say the world, but at least Americans. And that is a lack of self-love. And what I mean is a lack of self-worth, not feeling good about yourself, not feeling liked. And so I'd been, this had been gnawing on me. And um, many of you here know, and your audience doesn't know, was uh, a year ago, two weeks ago, my 19-year-old son passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. So and, sorry. Uh, no, I'm okay, thank you. Um, so it was just, 
a lot of stuff stirred up up until the funeral and then thereafter. And I go, this book that I've been writing just doesn't feel right. It, it, there has to be something deeper going on. And and this thing about you know lack of self worth, the lack of self love, just kept gnawing at me. So two months I'm after, I'm so sorry, that's mine. <laughs> Should I just jump up and where is it? Down there. Someone didn't turn off their phone. I'm so sorry. Nobody calls me, so thank you. Um, so two months after he passed away, I just said, I'm going to start writing a book about self-love. And I just just started writing. And nine months to the day he passed, I put it on Amazon and it was published. Oh, wow. Can I just yeah. say that I've known you for three or four or five years? Yeah. Your extraordinary way of dealing with it has been just an amazing example to us all. Well, I'm you. so thank proud you. of you. Thank you. Yeah, I had yeah, no I idea that that, so that happened. Sorry. Oh. Um, so, well, what's interesting is the book. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Mm. Um, and you've been such an amazing supporter throughout this whole thing. So I'm so grateful. The book is actually a reflection of uh, Connor. My son, his name is Connor. His nickname is Salty. And uh, he's throughout the book. And um, what I learned in the journey of writing the book was that it wasn't just so much about passing information forward to you know a, a, a broad audience, so to speak. It was really a, a personal journey to kind of reflect back on how was I able to navigate what I thought was gonna be the worst thing that could ever happen to me. And anyone who's a parent probably could, you know, um, hmm. you know viscerally feel the idea of what it would like to lose a child. Um, was I thought this would bring me to my knees. And surprisingly, it didn't. I mean, I was able to navigate this with relative ease and grace. And as I ref while I was writing the book, I was reflecting on my journey the last 20 years, which began a personal development, self-help, spiritual practice, that it was like a, a vaccination to impending chaos. And so I felt as though that that, it was interesting. I'd finished writing the book and then I didn't realize the message until actually after I published it, I went back and took it off Amazon and rewrote the ending because I realized that was the real gift in this book was to pass on a message of the importance to begin a daily personal development, self-help or spiritual practice. Plus you showed the fortitude of human spirit. That's mm. correct. And you did it with such Fucking grace. Oh, thank you. You know, Kara thinks because she whispers, she doesn't know it's a fucking dollar. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you so, owe three now. All right, I'm three. throwing you a 10. There's a lot of cuss right. words in my book. So everybody, I mean, if you want to talk to any of us, and Jonathan, you can look him up online also and, and see what he's done to have some questions or because it's going to get fun. 323-524-2599. 323-524-2599. Now, my understanding, and just to address this briefly, is when you guys call, sometimes you're disconnected or sometimes it doesn't act like someone's calling in or you're on for a while. Um, it's the internet. So just please be patient. If it disconnects, please call back because we do want you to call us. You know, you're part of us. You know, we're just here as the mouthpieces, but you are part of the show. It's called Between the Sheets, and we want you between the sheets with us. Yay. 323-524. Um, <laughs> Jonathan, probably more than anybody. 323-524-2599. <laughs> Tanya, I, I, Tanya, whatever your freaking name is. <laughs> 
I know you're chomping at the bit to tell. Ask him a question, so go. No, I really am. Um, I um, <laughs> the the self love. I agree with you 100% that we you know as Americans when we're ready to date it we are all faced with the are we worthy uh, are they worthy um, it's always am I worthy or are they worthy and it's just really how do you get past that like if you're feeling am I worthy to date someone or if on the flip side if you feel is she worthy for me to date her? So I want to like address this. Oh, that's both a bunch angles. of bull. Can I just add something? <laughs> no, before before <laughs> you say, look, if you got it, it's about <laughs> worthy. I'll fill you up. Worthy on both it, ends. It. First of all, everybody's fucking worthy is what he's saying. It's about that self love. So before somebody even thinks, this is my opinion. You can correct me anytime you want. I don't think you should enter into a relation thinking you are worthy of that person or is that person worthy of you. Yeah. So yeah, wait, wait, I, I want to jump in too. I'm going to protect you on this one. Because, <laughs> yes, we all are innately love, if you will. We are innately love. We are innately worthy of ourselves. She's talking about if you don't feel worthy, there's a difference. People can feel all kinds of feelings, insecurities, uh, uh, anxieties, uh, you know, entitlement. There's all, and what I yeah. wanted to address was, right. it's kind of, there's two, ca there's really three casts of people, but let's say the ones who are, are entitled, they think they're overly worthy and no one else can measure up. Right. The person that doesn't feel that they're worthy and then, you know, they're fearful of everything. And then if you've reached an equilibrium, if you will, of recognizing that we have, we're all, I don't want to say we're flawed human beings, but we're human beings. You know, we have insecurities. We have, you know, idiosyncrasies and whatnot. We make mistakes. Yes. It's and true. so it's do we rise above them or do we do we take them down with us? And so the inspiration of the book and, the, you know, self-love turns a lot of people off the title. So I say, look, self-love is really is really a metaphor for self-worth, self-reliance, self-confidence. Mm -hmm. It's all those self-words of investing in yourself and so one of the chapters talks about like uh, when you're on the airplane and the flight attendant tells you to you know if you're traveling with a small child uh, you know if the cabin pressure changes the oxygen mask will drop put the mask on yourself first mm -hmm. before you put it on someone else and that's what this is all about is putting that love back to yourself because many are great at giving love but many are very have a challenge giving it back to themselves. Can I interrupt there? Yes, we have may. a caller. Mm. Ooh. Yay. Hi, this is Gayanne. Welcome to Between the Sheets. Who may I ask is calling? It's Wendy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Wendy. Hey, Wendy. Well, let me start that Wendy's supposed to be here tonight, and it was false advertising because she's not. Fe she's feeling under the weather, so I'm oh, glad you Wendy. called in, darling. What do you want? I hope you're feeling better. What do you want to ask, Jonathan? Thank you. Um, Jonathan, I, first of all, I want to say that I read your book and I thought it was really great. So, thank you. you know, thank you for putting that out there and opening your heart for that. Um, what I really want to ask, though, is you made an interesting comment earlier about your first book and how, you know, things have changed. And I'm wondering yeah. what has changed from from that point oh. when you wrote the book and t that first book till now. Uh, well, Remind you, us of the title. The title is Understand Men Now. Yeah. You know, thank you, Wendy. You know, it's interesting. I recently yeah. got interviewed for a magazine article and the um, the author was reciting many chapters or many segments from my book. Uh, 
And every time he was sharing something, I go, well, I have a new perspective on that. <laughs> I didn't want to say I disagree with what I wrote. I just said, I have a different awareness on how that fits in our world. And I realized that when I wrote that book, much of it was based on ego, kind of ego-based living. In other words, from that perspective of ego and not heart. And while there are some Mm -hmm. truths in the book, it's mostly generalizations. And what I've come to realize is generalizations are full of shit. Uh, (laughs) And while there might be some base truth to that, human beings are fucking complicated. Am I going to get busted again? No. I'm just going to have to just like pat you down and buy your money. (laughs) We can pat them down. I know. Human beings are complex and complicated. And so the book, while it is a... Uh, I I really do believe, and I'm going to own this, it's very surface level. And in the nine years or eight years since I've written it, I've had a greater level of awareness that surface is a waste of time. If we really want to get to know another human being, then we have to go deep into our vulnerability because that's what intimacy is. Into me you see. And it starts by being vulnerable. And so the surface level Mm -hmm. dating advice out there is just a bunch of garbage in my opinion. And even, I don't wanna say my book is garbage, but I've had a greater awareness (laughs) since then. Let's just say that. Good for you. Was it expensive? Thank you. No, I didn't. Are you complete? This is like like goddess camp. Wendy, are you complete? I am complete. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Bye, honey, Wendy. I love you. Comment. Why did you think I want to be in the the sheets more than anyone else here? I don't know. Um, Because he's a man. Wait, wait, wait. That makes me want it more. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know I talk to you I ladies say, in the green room. You know what? Room. When we were at Be- when we were at Beanie and Stan's 60th. Yeah. I, you know, Wendy and I kind of cornered you. Yeah. And um, and I heard you talk, and I'm like, yeah, that's a bunch of crap. Um, but you know, but I like you a lot. That's so, okay. I, but and I truly believe, you know, I, I haven't read the book, so I'm not going to judge this. Okay. I, um, but you know, you when you talk about like women, you know, yeah. you're kind of like not the expert about women, but I'm not. Yeah, I know, because you're single still. Um, <laughs> do I have to throw down? I lost my son card here, and it's yes. up here. But oh only once. <laughs> this is the last time. Once. Yeah. I look. I think we're all single. Yeah, we are. We're all single. Except we Tony, we are all single at this Way to go, table. Buddy. And I'm totally <laughs> single, and I choose okay. it. So we're all single at okay. this table. So, so it's you're not talking like, about we're at the party. I'm full of shit about women. Something. Yeah. So and I wanted to ask. I wanted to yeah. sort of bring this up, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to say I, Sam Phillips who was my mentor um, in, in getting and in, in, in wanting me to do a podcast, yeah. uh, she always said, don't start a dialogue before, save, save it for air. Yeah. And so I saved it for air, saved it for air. And um, do you think, I mean, seriously, and I don't yeah. know how much experience you have with lesbians besides me and Margie from camp. I think but, I want more. What? Uh, more my experience was Come I used on to now, listen to my Howard time. Stern. I've already ki- I, I kissed you. <laughs> yes. I kissed you last Saturday. Yes, you did. Just to show you what it's like. That was okay. fun. Yeah. I'm glad you well, liked well, it. You well, were not in a good mood. I figured I'd have to make you in a good you're mood. You're so right. Yeah, I knew There'll it. There'll be a session. Don't worry about <laughs> it. No, don't worry. You got. You, she'll, she'll volunteer. She obviously thinks she owns my... What do you think you own? Not saying it online. Okay. <laughs> um, she thinks she owns part of me. So my question is, I mean, do you think... Like, what do you think... What, like... People are unavailable in relationships, especially when they've had some baggage and and really bad relationships. Um, I have. 
Um, you know, I'm the giver, you know, and you give, you give, you give, and you hope to receive, receive, receive. I don't want gifts. I don't need gifts. It's that other stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's the I love you. It's the this. It's the that. And then you become fucking needy. Oops, mm-hmm. sorry about that. Um, you become needy, and then you get, it's like all of a sudden, then it's a turnoff for the other person. Yeah. So how do you navigate? How do you balance that? How do you like someone who really wants to be loved and is a good person to be loved? How do you sort of just chill out, be patient, relax? And not cross other people's boundaries and recognize it as opposed to just moving full forward going yeah. too bad. Yeah. So you just chill, <laughs> relax, don't go forward. <laughs> Look at that smile. Because actually what you're doing is I'm gonna you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say. No, That's, I, you're, you're doing that I'm for selfish you for reasons. Me, okay. Yes. You're selfishly going after that person to do something to make them like you instead of just being in your sovereignty, being in your own zone being in your own chi and saying, hey, I am enough. I love myself. I don't need to do anything to elicit someone else to love me. Doing that is actually narcissistic. Bump, bump, bump. Mm-hmm. It is actually, it's a level of well, saying, I've, I'm you know, first. I've done, I'm saying I've done the narcissist first. test. I'm not saying you are a narcissist. No, it's okay. I'm saying it's I know a level I'm not, of but selfishness. I'm just saying, yes, selfish, not, I am selfish. You're being selfish in that moment. So just <laughs> hold like, your space. Let them meet you on the 50-yard line. You show up at the 50-yard line and dance at the 50-yard line. I would say that Gayanne is not a narcissist. I didn't say she was. I I know. I said that could be considered What is good about Gayanne is she's asking the question so she recognizes how she works and she has to she has to tone it down. Yeah. And it's hard when you're a giver in that way but also you're you're giving and hoping to receive and then that's not the same. So first off and what I'm saying is willpower or awareness is what we're really talking about. The good news you're aware of this okay. Now let's take that awareness a step further and when you're actually in the process of doing it going ah I am doing this. That aha moment that awareness allows you to go I'm going to take a I'm going to take a step backwards and not move forward. Just hang tight at the 49 yeah, just yard try line. I, I'm with you, sweetheart. I, I do the same. Yeah, I do the same too. And by the way, I am too. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually over give. But you know, I've been in that experience. I mean, you know, and uh, this was. And mm. you know what I found? What when I Jonathan? Learned, when I learned when I overgive, I was doing it. I said for selfish reasons because I wanted to get. And I recognize if someone's not meeting me on the fifty yard line, then we're misaligned. Yes. That's not the person I need to be with. Mm-hmm. I want to be someone who says, you know, we talk about fifty fifty. I'm not talking the fifty yard line is where you start at a hundred percent. But you're there at the 50-yard line. You're not at the 20-yard line, and you, the other person has to r- r- come over to get you. Got it. We have a caller. Hmm. Hello. Hello, hello. This is Gayanne. Welcome to Between the Sheets. Who's calling? Hi, this is Shauna. Shauna, how are you? What's up? Hello. Hello. Is this Aries? No, it's Shauna. I'm like... I'm like uh da deer in the what is it head deer in the headlights headlights in the deer <laughs> I can't even think you guys You have a question or no honey Of course I do I just wasn't expecting to be on so quickly the phone was telling me hold on you might be picked and suddenly I'm picked Well suddenly this is between the sheets and everything here is spontaneity So 
You want to call back? Or you want to, you, you want, you're not. Uh, we want to hear what you have to yeah, say. Yeah, just say, say it. Come, Come on. on. Just say it. I'm, I'm not calling back, definitely. Well, then speak your truth. And what I do want to say is hello to everybody. Everybody looks great. Thank you. I had a little you. difficulty getting online and hooking up with you guys, so I missed, like, the first 15 minutes. Oh, I'll do a watch let party. Me, that's fine. I'll catch up, but let me just jump in right where you're at. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm a giver. I'm, I've been a giver all my life, and you know what? I give to people I don't know. I give to people I know, that I love, that I like, and not once is my giving a trait of narcissism. It is done out of the goodness and kindness of my heart, period, end of sentence. It is not done for affirmation or for somebody to like me. Excellent. I'm from a family of 10. I learned to stroke my ego a long time ago. And I think that, uh, you know, there needs to be more givers in this world. And maybe this world would be a better place. Well, I agree with Absolutely. you. I like that too. Yes. I'm in 100%. I mean, it's okay I'm talking to give. about giving to get. Yeah. That's no, what but, I was talking about. But I don't give I want to give. Hey, look. Well, wait, yeah, wait, wait. Neither no, you do were I. kind of saying it in that. No, I, but I, not, it's not give to get. I mean, like when I give to people, yeah. I they they say I appreciate you or thank yeah. you. And, and that's But okay. here's the thing. If you give, you wouldn't. But here's where I'm challenging you, okay? You wouldn't even need to bring this up if you're a giver that only does it because I don't. Something. You know what? I got a problem with rejection. Okay, that, have, so then let's get to the really bigger issue because that, it isn't about we it isn't do. about the giving. It's about, and by the way, thank you, caller, because what you yeah, did Shana, say, and I want to acknowledge, is that if you're giving purely from your heart, you're absolutely right. If everyone on this planet just gave from their heart and were capable of receiving, because it's not just about the giving. We also need to be able to receive it's love. True, yes. And so, yes, so I want to acknowledge that if you're coming from that true altruistic place, then I'm not even remotely suggesting that's narcissistic. What I'm saying is when we're doing you're saying it to get a narcissist. It, no, I said when we give to get there's an element of narcissism that because it's about us and not the other person mm. and that's narcissistic get it so totally. okay shauna, so now the really on, wait, bigger wait, wait. So issue shauna, so shauna i love you jonathan i love you right back <laughs> um do you have anything else that you'd like to just impart on us it's always lovely when you call well um so much of course i want to say uh but i'll keep it to the particular topic at hand and in the moment and in the moment i'm giving well i'm giving you my time thank you i'm giving you my love thank you and i'm giving you my support the ways that i can that are genuine i appreciate that i appreciate that sweetheart you've been a a big champion of the show, and um, I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, you look Shana. beautiful, Gayanne. Uh, We're all sending thanks. you and giving you a great big kiss. And mm -hmm. hug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> thanks, Sean. Talk soon, right. honey. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Get to it. Get back to it. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, just, hey, this is fun tonight. We have callers. So we want, oh, my, my lipstick. Oh, my God. I'm such a lipstick lesbian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm worried about my lipstick. Where's my mirror? The call-in number is 323-524-2599. 323-524-2599.
two five nine nine. That and sounds hot. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call me later tonight. All right. <laughs> and, and I think we have another call. Do we have Tony? We have another caller. Okay. Wow. Uh, Hi, everyone. Welcome between the sheets. This is Gayan who's calling. I'm sorry. This is David Beal. Oh, Dana, do me a favor. If you have the um, show on in the background, could you please lower the volume because it gives a feedback to us? Yeah, I just I left the room because of that. I was trying I was trying to find the remote when when you came on there. Uh, my my girlfriend is watching the show, so I don't want to turn the sound off on her. Wow. Well, let but, let. So, um, are you enjoying the show, love? I, I, I'm in another room. I'm in another room. Uh, you're so doing well. Keep, well keep done. Thank you. Are you enjoying the show, my love? Oh yes, absolutely. And what would you like to yeah, ask so, Jonathan or any of us ladies? Well, I want to let Jonathan know how much I like his book. I also wanted to, if I get in soon enough, I wanted to do a shout back to Shauna Rama, who is a very good friend of mine also. David, I have to say thank you very much for your always your positive impact or in, in um, on the show and and um, <laughs> and very positive stuff and even and offering to help. You're a very lovely man, and I want to acknowledge David Beal. He's a lovely, yeah. lovely man with a sweet soul, and um, you know. Keep keep contacting us. You're part of the family, sweetheart. Always. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, David. Thanks, David. Thank you, David. Thanks for calling in. Oh, okay. Bye, honey. All right. You guys take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, I'll do sexy voice again. Sexy voice, yes. <laughs> All right. That was Excuse exciting. Me that. Excuse me, that's my job, sweetheart. <laughs> okay, call me later too, okay? <laughs> All right. Okay. You can too. All right, hi, well. Ah, uh, oh my God, now she's, now she's bi. Now she's become bi. 323-524-2599. So, um, I, Mara. I have a 5% I, chance. Yeah, I know. Exactly. We won't go there. So, I'm Mara. I know that you, I, I came a little late. I know you both, you and. Roxanne. Thank you, Roxanne. <laughs> Um, we're sort of having a discussion that I walked in on. Yes. And it was the 5%, 10% thing. <laughs> Can you explain this to me? So we were basically grilling Jonathan um, about his client base and that a lot of them are straight women. Yeah. And Roxanne and I were saying, well, we're pretty much 90%, you know, lesbian with 10% open kind of thing to... Right, mm-hmm. and I said so, I had a chance. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and I said no, you don't. <laughs> Sadly, but, not, sweetheart. But, I didn't hear you say no. No, but, but the okay. Point, the, <laughs> well, now it's a definitive. I didn't hear no. that. Yeah, nor did he. Well, no, it's, it's on air. This is why Mara is sort of. Planning. I haven't told you no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> FYI. Okay, we're so, after this. Roxanne, do you I, ever tell anybody no? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. But I hear what Mara has to say. I don't really tell lesbians no. I mean, I always tell lesbians no anyway. But anyway, so what I'm trying to say is the fact that you have a lot of straight if we're going to put labels the fact is you you were you know put on the spot by us because we said what kind could you offer love advice dating advice to women who want to who are you know in love with other women and you said something about well um when i started explaining well you said (laughs) well i said well first off i think i said i said i i don't have an awareness of how the gay or lesbian community operates, not that there's, I, I have no clue. So I'm coming from a lack of any Me neither. Any, you know, experience. It, don't worry, so, Car, you're going to learn later. I originally started, my coaching began as helping women understand men. Mm-hmm. So it was geared to straight women because they wanted to understand men. So I was coming from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did say, though, when we were in the green room sharing with each um, 
this for the audience, was that human beings, whether, whether man or woman, we are complicated creatures. And, and biologically, we may have a predisposition. Men are predisposed to being hunters and providers and protectors. Women are berry pickers and So do and butcher gatherers. women have the same no, thing. No, no, I'm saying you, on a man. biological I, I level, that may be true. But then you have to add into it our childhood, you know, our child rearing and all the any particular traumas that we may have experienced in childhood, then add to that our adult experiences. And you put all that together, it's a big stew. You could actually, you know, whether man or woman, it's, I want to say, same. yeah, apply the same things it's because it's really about human behavior and how mm-hmm. we connect with another human mm-hmm. being. It it's really not is. gendered based. That's why I'm really fucking fed up with the whole masculine and feminine energy crap. And yeah. that's my perspective on it because I'd rather get to the soul of someone. I'd rather talk to this part, their heart, than whether or not how they operate in the world. Let's talk about how they operate from their heart. I have exactly. a question. That's where so, I come from. So what happens when you're in a relation or you you or you meet someone? Yes. And you know, your heart is open. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm an open book. I okay. I just am. And you know, I have two. You know, I have two. So you give out your social security number on a first date? No. Okay, so you're not that open. And I don't sleep with anybody (laughs) on the first date. We got that under control. Well, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do not ever. No, never. Never say never. No, that is the only, I'm 50, almost 56, and I haven't done it yet. And I'm I'm like, yet. There you go. Now she said it. (laughs) You haven't had sex yet? I've had sex. Oh, my God. (laughs) Got it. Yet. I have had sex. All right. So what's your question about being open? My question is, what about, I mean, I'm pretty open. Now, I always seem to, I don't don't know if it's attract um, women that I, I particularly like. Okay. They be, they're emotionally unavailable. Okay. Me too. Same. And, Me three. And I'm not going to stop that. I'm not <laughs> saying stop it's. That. I'm not saying it's only lesbians. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. But like, how do you bridge that? I mean, I'm not saying we have to enter up in a relationship with these people. But you know, how do you bridge that gap? Or or is it something about me that I shouldn't? That I'm not doing proper? I don't know. I'm confused. So which one of your parents understand. was emotionally unavailable? What does that mean yeah. exactly? Well, that's another thing too. Well, we no, can but, go but, into you that. Can't but go I, by the way, I was going to go down a different okay. train because we tend. I mean, to both my parents to what's were kind of. I mean, obviously, my dad was very quiet. Yeah. You know, very introverted. Yeah. Um, my mother was suffocating. I mean, she mm. still is um, suffocating. And um, overco- hi, mom. And hi, mom. <laughs> hi, mom. <laughs> and hi, mom. Over and overcompensated, suffocating and overcompensated the love mm. that my father. He loved me, but he didn't express it. Yeah. So she overcompensated, and then in any disappointment, she would always always buy me expensive presents to make up for disappointments or anything like that. Hi, mom. Yes, that's you. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of interesting, though. You said that you're an overgiver, so your mom overcompensated your father, who was more quiet. It's interesting because it sounds like you attract, you tend to be the giver. You pr- attack someone, or t- attack, attract someone who's probably more quiet or what you say is emotionally unavailable. So what that is, is that's familiar to you from Mm -hmm. childhood. That's where that piece comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, That could be one of the reasons of the why, okay? Um, Stop it. Uh, (laughs) But uh, if you want to know where that why comes from, you might want to explore 
your childhood, and in my chapter of my book, it talks about exploring your childhood wounds. Uh, there's a fantastic process called the Hoffman process. We have both Carr done it, not together. Done, which is an amazing inner yeah, child, I call it an inner child workshop, which allows you to really examine where your both your childhood wounds come from and your limiting beliefs and negative patterns in your life. And it's an amazing one-week experience to really, it, it, for me, I left feeling what self-love felt like. Mm. I walked out of there with a blanket of self-love. Mm. And that actually was the impetus to get this started. Oh, because okay. I could recognize what it feels like to love myself to truly love myself. So there's, uh, there's not just Hoffman. And connect inside, because yeah. that's what it does. It's Hoffman is incredible, yeah. I please. Everyone yeah. should go, everyone. Yeah. Because you can love your parents more when you understand how they didn't mean yeah. to give you these kind of crazy it's traits true. that you live with for yeah. the rest of your life. You have to, it's a fantastic yeah. experience. Hoffman, it's all over the world. Hoffman process. Uh, for those in Los Angeles, there's an amazing, um, place called insight which is going to have their next of uh their insight one is in a week so i mean there's all these amazing tools out there to really help us and hoffman is really you know one of a kind uh it's not cheap by the way but, but they do give you stipends <laughs> Schol or yeah, scholarships yeah. but uh, there are all different types of places that can help you awaken your heart and get to the bottom of that because like Kara says it's not blaming our parents for what happened it's recognizing and having compassion because what they learned they learned from their parents and they learned from their parents and they learned from their parents and we're probably at the point in society we're actually helping younger children you know a lot of kids are starting therapy yeah you know in the last Good. say 20 years in my world the baby boom generation that was like no you st you yeah. like crazy you, yeah you're crazy yeah. if you have to do that now the real benefit of that is you get a chance to open up your heart in a way and be vulnerable in a way that we've never experienced before mm -hmm. so i do hope that there's a shift in society because there's an awakening to personal development self-help spirituality and I don't mean religious when I say spirituality. I no. mean self. Yeah. The discovery of self. What I recognized when I wrote this book, it was I was I've been on a journey of self-discovery because there's the you know they say when you turn 40 that's called midlife crisis. Uh, but really it's that whole who am I? Why am I here? Can we move and it to 50? Cuz I think that's only yeah. fair. Yeah, I think so too. I was there well, at 20. Four, so 60 is the new 40. Okay. But it's also 9 p.m. is the new mid 2 in the morning for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can I ask you I don't sure. can I just segue in? Uh, to to um, can I ask you, you about ask um, rejection? Yes. Because Mara, what are you sucks. doing? The, the, this is a limp mic. It's not good. It's limp? That's because you told him no. My mic is very <laughs> stiff and hard. I'm sorry, Let you me gave just me be a clear. Mic. My, my mic is very stiff and hard. Okay, sorry, you nice got the ball. And I'm seeing it from over here, and it is. Okay, well. Just saying. Well, mine doesn't know what She's to got do. a wobbler here. <laughs> right, so, look, I mean, it's Maybe not, you might want to go like, lesbian. Really, do I want to continue <laughs> to do this show? That's all I'm asking. Of course you do. But before we go, 323 Two five nine nine three two three five two four two five nine nine. Amara's question. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The question Ask it. is, I I <laughs> want to delve into more of rejection, and yeah. that's usually at the bottom of a lot. It's you know, 
I stay out of relationships mostly because I've got this intimacy fear. Yeah. Um, and I just, it's easier for me to just not do them. I just don't get involved yeah. and that's a way I get, and then when I do, I choose people that are emotionally unavailable yeah. because it's familiar and I'm tr you know, obviously trying to write things in my childhood. Yeah. I want to talk about rejection and how your views are on that. Sure. How common that is and how so, you deal with it. My perception on rejection is, uh, so let's use a couple examples. You've been interacting with someone, you've had a couple text messages, and all of a sudden they disappear. Ah, they ghosted me. I've been rejected. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, remind me. All right. After this, we have to address ghosting. Okay. That's insane. Okay. okay. Well, so we <laughs> might say, oh, I've been ghosted. I've been rejected. Okay, that feeling that you have Someone didn't reject you. They just chose not to continue to engage. That's all they've done. If it's a if now, even if it's a serious, committed relationship, I mean, rarely does someone completely ghost after you've been together for years kind of thing. But they may say, I no longer want to be in relationship with you. They're setting their boundary. I'm saying I don't they're saying I don't want to be in relationship with you. Okay. The feeling of rejection is the abandonment of your own self-love. It is an abandonment of your own worth, your own sovereignty, your own being in that moment. That's all you're rejecting. You're doing it to yourself. Nobody's doing it to you. Yeah, but okay. what if there is an obvious, I am not attracted to you. I don't feel it for you. By the way, okay, that's a great question. It's still not because personal. Here's the that thing. sounds clearer to me. By the way, energetically, we're probably only aligned with one out of every 12 people. And I'm making that up, so don't quote me on that. But I don't know how many people were truly on a, connected on an energetic level, maybe one out of every 100 people. So there's no, if, are we going to say 99 people rejected us because we're not aligned energetically? We just didn't, we're not on the same wave. Yeah, like, that's yeah. not a rejection. Yeah. That's just, just a misalignment. That's yeah. all that is. So when <laughs> someone goes and someone doesn't want to date you or whatever, it just means we're misaligned. That's it. Yeah. But know, the story, but here's the thing. There's a story, there's a story that's created. <laughs> I've been rejected. That story starts to take you. You planted a seed and now that seed's going to grow into a tree of I'm not worthy. I've been rejected, especially if it happens over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I think I mentioned earlier that dating triggers the number one emotional health issue. It's because today, it used to be 100 years ago, there was no such thing as dating. Dating is a relatively new phenomenon. Mm. If you think about it, we were either in arranged marriages or you slept with someone, you got them pregnant, and you were together. Right. That's right. We never dated. And, and really, dating didn't probably start until about the 60s. I mean, the in fact, I did that. And today's yeah. dating... <laughs> Today's dating is vastly different than what it was 50 years ago right. because of this this little thing right here yeah, the internet. changed everything. So people haven't adapted to this type of communication. It's only in the last decade or two do we communicate in a way because of this we no longer communicate like this. Yeah. Oh, that drives me well. But that's not a fault. That's not it, a there's it's not a fault. It's just a recognition that if we want to really connect with another human being, we have to do it face to face because what is it? 93% of communication is nonverbal. That's what I'm saying. I didn't See, know that. For me, yeah. you mean like this. Well, that's a form. No, that's, but still, that's, yeah. but still, I mean, I, 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 the, I like yeah. to talk to people. Yeah. I like to really, you read the body language. Yeah. There's a lot, yeah. you know, texting, even phone calls. I'll take phone calls even. 
but it's the internet and the emails and the texting and all right so can i address this yes please okay because this is really critical because literally I want to say about 50% of all new relationships for the, oh, by the way, the demographic I talk into is what I call midlife, which is after baby making years and before retirement. So I typically speak to a 42 to 69 age demographic. Why did you end at 69? <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> um, and why'd you start at 42? <laughs> just saying. Because I think people are going to have babies, but after 42, it really 42 starts to decline. 42 is the answer, baby. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just made that up. But um so here's the thing, 50, almost 50% of all new relationships are happening through an online connection. I know. Now, that's not a fault of anything. It's just the reality is, is for that age demographic, we're just not surrounded by single eligible people in our purview every day, like my son who was in college and everyone was single. So it's just a fact of our environment. But here's the thing, um, we're meeting total strangers for first dates. There's no what's called no like or trust. There's absolutely zero, you barely know them. You don't know if you like them yet and there's certainly no trust. Unlike in the 60s when you you were hanging out in the, 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 the malt shop and you're hanging out with people and you already got to know them, you already know that you share the same values because you grew up in the same city. Uh, all these things of familiarity, we're dating unfamiliar people. And so what's really the challenge is, and by the way, Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, said that the average American is the most narcissistic dater on the planet. <laughs> they want their best friend, their best lover, the most wealthy person, everything else, but they're not willing to show up what they want. Now, mm. I didn't say this, someone else did. Um, we're showing up with a lack of compassion from what I recognize in dating. It's mostly about what I need and not coming at it from the other person's perspective. Um, I recently was introduced to the idea of the, you've heard of the golden rule, yeah. treat people the way you want to be treated. But I didn't realize, I didn't know this until this last week, the platinum rule. What's that? Treat people the way they want to be treated. Imagine if we were dating mm. from that perspective, treating people the way they want to be treated. Okay. And now, and mind you, right. I'm hoping it's a two-way street here. Right. But mm -hmm. we have a caller. Okay. We'll <laughs> complete that thought. Hi, it's Gan. Welcome to Between the Sheets. Who's calling? And this is Angelina. Hey, Angelina. Oh, my God. Hold on. Turn the um, TV. The TV. or the, the, We're not on TV yet, sweetheart. Turn the computer volume down, and I say yet. Okay. All right? All right. It's down. Yeah. Right. Hi, honey. I just video saw you a few minutes ago. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How's the uh, LaMarca? <laughs> I love you. We're all in the dark. The market's great. And then I left and I went and had and then I left and went and had chicken at a soul food restaurant. So now I have lots of good great. carbs in my body. All right. Well, I know you called in. I know you want to talk talk to somebody, my little paisan. Who do you want to ask the question to? Listen, I just want to understand why what is the gentleman's name again? Jonathan. Jonathan. Excuse me? Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. So Jonathan said something about a moment ago about parents being un, uh, being uh, uh, emotionally un, unavailable when he mentioned something to, to one of you guys. Like, which parent that would be me. Emotionally unavailable because I feel like I attract emotionally unavailable people. And both of my parents were extremely available mm -hmm. emotionally in every way. So I want to know why I'm attracting unemotionally available people. 
Well, we and, could and say, maybe well, he can't answer that. Maybe he, he can't, and maybe no. I'm maybe I shouldn't even ask. Well, <laughs> I, again, and I thank you for your question. I mean, sometimes we either reject or adopt the opposite of our parents. So we might actually do the opposite if our parents were overly uh, available. It might be an inner mechanism within yourself. But this is this is very complicated stuff. That I am not a therapist by any stretch of the means. Uh, I would. Sure. I would certainly invite you. In fact, in my book, I, I really encourage everyone to seek the advice of a therapist uh, to understand where their patterns or why you might be attracting that sort of person in your life. Again, Hoffman is a great place to get an awareness around that. Um, that's just one example. We oftentimes go to what's familiar. And we attract what is familiar. So it usually stems from our childhood. I'm not saying that as an absolute. It's just more of a propensity for that. Can I just make a suggestion? I, I totally get it. I, I, I'm assuming, and I'm, I hate, I'm sorry to be unkind to men, but more men are emotionally unavailable because they're not, they don't have the same upbringing to make them more I don't know. I don't know. I disagree with you because yeah, I've been in a heterosexual, in a heterosexual relationship. And now I've been in, in, you know, in a gay relationship for last 15 years, years of my life. I've been out and I find it so common with women. Oh, yes. I, I didn't find it with men. Mm-hmm. I think a lot the whole, of women. Okay, so really the unavailable. conversation about emotionally unavailable makes me want to go like this. Ah, uh, there is no such thing as emotional unavailability. <laughs> we are all capable of expressing our emotions. Now, women have a tendency. Now, I'm saying in the straight world, so please forgive me. I don't. Well, know I, you know, you but women, but let me say this: women have a tendency to express their emotions like this, <laughs> and men like this. They're taking. He's covering his eyes. No, I'm saying Again. no, no. I'm saying it. Okay, hear me out. General, I'm saying it tongue-in-cheek here, Angelina, okay? But I'm saying is calm men, down. men have a tendency because we've been taught <laughs> when we were younger to repress or suppress our emotions. That's kind so of what that's, I meant. That's yeah. what we are definitely taught that when we're younger. But it doesn't mean that we're emotionally unavailable. It just means we don't feel safe to express our emotions, whether man or woman. When we feel safe, we feel we are in a capacity to express our emotions. Mm -hmm. Just because a woman, and I'm saying this tongue in cheek, might be loud with her emotions. Totally. No, no, no. I get it. Doesn't necessarily mean she's emotionally available either. She's just Italian. It's just, exactly. Uh, so hey, it's Siciliano, man. I, I do believe that the whole conversation about emotionally unavailable is ridiculous. When you actually, because it's what it is, is it's it's to subvert what actually is really going on in a relationship. Oh, he was emotionally unavailable. It's because the person hasn't taken responsibility for their part in the ending of a relationship. Oftentimes. Correct. I agree it's with you 100%. The is 100% and that's exactly and so what one I'm of my at. chapters in my book is about taking personal responsibility for your choices, wherever the camera yep. is. Um, and because when we take responsibility for our choices, it's not that the person is emotionally unavailable or rejected us or anything, because we created all that as an opportunity to love ourselves. When you're not getting love back, you're creating an opportunity to love yourself back. You're just in the in the context of being a giver i'm good when it hasn't come back to you that's the opportunity to love yourself again or back or more you know when i was um getting rejected all the time <laughs> can we say you weren't being rejected okay. there was a misalignment between was, me and other there people you go. okay when i was misaligned and choosing to misalign myself whatever the energy was actually attraction on the same you know 
Okay, I Physical digress. level. Yes. So I actually couldn't understand that whole, you need to love yourself first before yeah. you can attract yeah. another lover, before you can... Uh, that was so irritating to me because... I was so focused on the other person providing me with a good mm. the good stuff and the happiness. You're a goddamn narcissist. I think <laughs> is, that, is that Mara? Who's, ta- yes, who's Mara. talking? Who's Mara. 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 Hi, Mara. Hi, it's yes, Mara. Mara. So what I was saying is, oh my God, you are so right. She's 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 nailed it on the on the fuck on the head. On definitely. the what? On the what? On the head. I you owe it. us a dollar. On, 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 on the, the damn way, head. FYI, that, I want to address the whole. You have to love yourself before you love another. Yes, of course. And I was just gonna say, I was in a place where I was not, the focus was not on me. The focus was not on what I love to do on my spare time. My, the focus was not on my art. I, lucky I'm passionate about a lot of creative things that provide me with my own good feelings and happiness. But before, you know, I've gone through slumps where I just, I want, just want to be a victim and I just want somebody else to give me the good stuff. So. Yeah. How's that working for How's that it, working for It didn't for work for no, me. No, because, hold on one second. Yeah. Angelina? Yes. Do you have anything else to say, honey? <laughs> no, you guys are awesome. Like, honestly, no, wait, wait, only, I, only because I, there's another thank caller. You so I appreciate. Thank I'll, you, thank by the way. You. Hey, call me. Hey, call me tomorrow. I'm I'm available. You got it. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you guys. Love have you. A good night. Bye. You're thank so you. Awesome. Hold on one second. Let's just see who this caller is. Nine for nine. Whatever. Another one. Oh my God. Hi, it's Gayon. Welcome to Between the Sheets. Who's calling? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Nine four nine. I'm checking to see if that's one of mine. All right. Well, if you, if you, oh, hold on. Did they hang up? Are we gonna call them? Let's call them back. Let's call them back for fun. Yeah, she's she's one of mine. That's right. that's Trudy. Trudy. Okay. Unmute yourself. But I want to answer Mara. All right. Yeah, I'm answer glad. Mara. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Yes, Poor Mara got left yeah, in the no, 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 no. I, I was going back. back. I don't want her to feel rejected. No, she's not no. rejected. Go. It's it's not not so, you know what? Okay, so the old phrase, or you've heard this before, you have to love yourself before you love another. And on some level, we don't ever really love ourselves 100%. <laughs> I, don't think it's, I don't think it's possible. I, it can be if you're narcissistic. No, that's not <laughs> I'm a true love. No, I was not. Look, I'm I'm I did that. You know, you know what? Hold on one second, okay? <laughs> I, I attract narcissists. Okay, no, no. Okay, well, hold on. No, no. I'll get back to you for a second. Okay. There is a checklist online for yeah. a narcissist. Okay, but here's the truth. A narcissist actually, and this I was joking because of what you were talking about before, actually loves themselves the least, by the way. Yeah. That's why uh, they do it. That's actually true. So so going back to the idea of loving yourself before you can love another, look, it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. We're in process of just this experience. What it's more about is don't give to get and which I think you were somewhat describing there. There was an element I was giving, I think you said that, I was giving on some level expecting to get it back and when I didn't, I became a victim. And victim consciousness is toxic to both yourself and everyone around you. And we are swimming in a sea of victimhood. And you, all you have to do is turn on Facebook or any other social media to see how many pick people are, are victims. And I have a chapter in my book yes. about either being the victim or the victor in mm. your life. And so my invitation for everyone is to be the victor of their life. It's certainly not attractive. Responsibility. Yeah, it's not attractive to... Yeah know somebody who who plays that victim role i mean yeah. the way to re- repel people from you you know is to have that woe is me sort of well there's this element you know. if i'm a victim i'm going to get sympathy and sim- I, it's interesting so losing a child 
um, it's fascinating how much love. It's not fascinating. I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm just amazed at how much love I got from so many people I never even talked to before in my life. I mean, thousands and thousands of people were reaching out to me. And then after a while, it starts to drop off. And it just starts to, little by little, drop off. And it's, I could do a post on Facebook about him and I'd get all this love again. And then it would drop off. And mm-hmm. I'd do a post on Facebook and i get this love again. And after a while, I realized I was being seduced by sympathy. It is a very intoxicating feeling to get sympathy from other people. And so on some level, the, the victim consciousness is just seeking sympathy because they don't have it within themselves to give their own oh, love yeah. within Absolutely. themselves. Um, once I recognized that intoxication, I started to really go, whoa, you know what? I don't need that to feel good about myself. I am so grateful for everyone's love, but I don't need it to feel love for myself. I have a question. Yes. So what about this personality type? Yes. Um, you're in a relationship. Yeah. This is not me. Okay. Um, or anybody. I mean, it's somebody that I know. You're in a relationship. Yeah. It's a narcissist yeah. and victim. Yeah. Um, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So here we are at the end of the relationship. Yeah. And then when it's not in your favor because this person finally stands up and says, I am cutting this cycle. Then the person goes on frickin' Facebook and passively and aggressively starts to attack that person. Therefore, all their friends who know who the hell it is ends up, you know, it's sort of like they're they're outing them with personal stuff, which is really only, only their opinion of the relationship. And then the person who is the brunt end of that now becomes isolated by this this circle of friends and stuff that they were with. How do they deal? How do they deal with Let that? Let me be clear about something. It's the narcissist that's outing this or the the No, the, the narcissist is sort of creating this this drama okay, on, on social media. On social okay. media. So, so therefore all so her friends are are yeah. discriminating against yeah. the other one. So here's my thing is a friend will never abandon you. A yep. friend has your back. If they don't have your back, then they're not really a friend. Yep. They're an acquaintance or a social acquaintance. So I could give a shit about what other people say. I know this is one of my dearest friends. She's had my back. I'm, she's going through stuff in her life. I have her back. That's the demonstration of a friend. A f- somebody else could say shit about me to this woman, and she's not going to change her opinion about me. That's a friend. Well. Well, Okay. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, but I mean, on social right. media, if someone is vomiting their shit on social Passive. media, That's my immaturity. friends are going to come and support me. If they don't, then they're not really a friend. Right? If Correct. someone's your true friend, they don't just yeah, dump you when so, you're just too much yeah. to t- handle. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. So, but I mean, but you know, people like that when they are attacked on Facebook, um, especially by. So I'm going to tell you something. You see this skin right here? Yeah. This is the thinnest skin on the planet. Okay, I've been attacked a lot on Facebook, and I've taken it heavily personally until I realize it's just a projection of someone else's insecurities. Mm -hmm, And so when I decided to shift, I go, they're in pain. And I said, you know what? I'm going to send that person love and compassion because they don't have the inner fortitude, the self-love within themselves to really hold a space of love. And I can send them compassion. doesn't mean I can still have a boundary, but I can send them compassion. 
And when I do that, what's the term for uh, uh, Brene Brown says? Forgiveness is for you, not for yeah. them. Yes. So for and by the way, forgiveness is another way of saying forgiving love. I can give that person love and feel better about myself. That's my invitation. You know, some people think this is woo woo shit. Some think that people this is crap. But, but I'm going to tell you the something. The person you forgive doesn't have to know you've forgiven them at all. Exactly. No. It's just in your heart. Exactly. We have a caller. Tell me when, Tony. Hi, everybody. This hi, everybody. Like there's one freaking person on the line. Um, hi, this is Gayanne. Welcome to Between the Sheets. Who's calling? Hi, this is Celeste. Celeste, how are you, honey? Hi, Celeste. Hi. I'm good. I'm watching your show because I happen to have the night off. Oh, really? <laughs> Seriously? The woman who works 50, yeah. 50, uh, 50 shows a day, really? Well, what do you do, Celeste? I did. I already did two shows today, so we're good. <laughs> She's a singer. She has a singer. beautiful, beautiful voice. Good. What would you, What would you like? Uh, what would you like so, to ask us, honey? Well, I wanted to contribute to the part about when you're when you have. I've seen this relationship thing go down so many times with friends. You know, me and my wife, we've been together for 14 years, and we talk about everything. We're best friends and everything, but. I've seen this so many times where they try to pull us into the middle of their of their fucked up relationship. Sorry. And uh, anyway, so they want us to take sides. That has been something where people always want to demand us to take sides and and to support this or that. Um, and uh, I see this right now with a, a a couple that I married. I'm a, I'm an efficient for weddings too, and I married this couple recently, and they're getting divorced in less than a year, and uh, they keep wanting to trash each other on Facebook. And you see this trying to rally this weird attention and, and it's, a, it's almost becomes a competitive thing because I see both of them posting. They probably have each other blocked and you see this crap being yeah. back and forth Ooh. and them wanting us to take sides. I told everybody that I've ever met, I will not take sides unless somebody has done something extremely harmful to the other person that is just something that doesn't agree with me and my value system. And I've actually lost more friends for not taking sides than for being, you know, and being supportive, trying to be supportive of both parties, or you find out that one of those parties only stays friends with you so they can try to get dirt and find out what's going on in the other person's life, and I don't dish that. So, anyway, it's really complicated how these people can go through their breakups. <laughs> so, what's your question? What's your question? So, my, so my question is, as when you're, when you're the one being um, pulled into this, what is the most healthy way to set boundaries with these couples to say, I, I'm not, I mean, I've, I've put it down and just said, no, I am not taking sides. But when you still have to see both of these people on social media, just disengage, don't even get riled up by their, they're looking for sympathy. They're trying to get that attention. So I just ignore it and unfollow it and just let them deal with it on their own. Well, I'll address this one. So, uh, you know, I I believe that there's a lot of toxicity when there's drama um, being vomited on social media. So you have a choice. First, check in with yourself. Just check in with your heart. How does this feel? Just how does this feel right now? And if it doesn't feel good, then don't engage. Now, recognize that it's very yeah. easy that our ego might come in and say, oh, I'm going to go ahead and engage. I'm going to not mm-hmm. suggesting you. I'm saying, but it can happen where our ego comes in and says, oh, I'm going to pick a side or I'm going to talk about this or talk about that. But recognizing, asking oneself, are you really coming from a heart centered space or are you coming from ego? Yeah. And oftentimes when, two, well, when people have, are caught yeah. up in drama, yeah. that's just ego just playing out in the most 
sometimes disgusting way mm-hmm. on um, social media yeah. or just in life in general. So, but your barometer for your life is how you feel. Okay, I love Star Wars oh, because yeah. Star Wars had a, a poignant message and said, "Luke." feel your feelings. That's how you tap into the force or the source, if you will. Your feelings Mm -hmm. are your barometer. When something doesn't feel good, that's the time to maybe set a boundary or disengage and regroup and actually love yourself more. God, you scared me. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm driving for the camera to actually infuse love back to yourself. (laughs) Well, I was being a little bit selfish there. Uh, By the way, uh, so I I hope that helps um, give you a different perspective is allow your feelings to be a barometer. Not the same perspective I have. I never play into their drama at all whatsoever. But the problem, well, what, what has happened is I've kept certain groups of friends who do take sides. So say you have a whole group of friends that keep sides. Like I had this particular couple that split. They all stayed with the guy that ended, that was the cheater in the relationship. And then um, I was seen hanging out and partaking with these friends. And the, the woman was like, you are a backstabber. You're, you're still friends with those people. And they accept him for his. And after he cheated on me, and I'm like, that's their choice. I'm not taking sides on this at all. And so, so I and she just completely blocked me from her entire life because I was still friends with the friends of this person that she was leaving because over a, a cheating issue. That's I, I want to address this. That's I want to address this because wrong. you know what? This reminds yeah. me of two chapters in my book. One is don't let uh, don't compromise yourself at the expense of others. But really, one of my favorite yeah, chapters exactly. in my book is called "Don't Let Anyone Fuck with Your Chi." And actually, this was um, this was actually written for my because of my son. My 19 year old son had this way of not letting anyone else's opinion of him or anything else bother him. So I wrote this chapter in honor of him because really you have a chance to step into your own sovereignty and say, you know what? I hear all this drama going on. Why do I even want, not suggesting you, but you don't have to engage in it. And if people's opinion of you is something that you don't appreciate, you don't have to engage with them either because a true friend has your back. A true friend loves you for who you are in your heart, warts and all. And believe me, we all come here muddied and beat up and everything else, but a true friend loves you. What you're describing to me, it sounds like a bunch of social people we call friends, Mm -hmm. but really I invite Mm -hmm. everyone on this this show to really tap into who are your true core friends, who is your community who's going to be there for you and i know hundreds and hundreds of people showed up for my son's funeral that was a demonstration of their core friendship for me those are the people i know i can count on everyone else is their their social friends but i'm talking about if you really want to invite a healthier you then focus on your core friends and let everything else kind of go by the way yeah if you're in the trenches and nobody wants to come down and help you out well that's not a true friend. I agree. Or if you are yeah. being your authentic self by choosing to be friends or not take sides and somebody else has a problem with that, then that's yeah, that's not problem, your issue. Not it's their problem. Because a good friend would let you be your authentic self even if they don't agree Exactly. I agree. Exactly. Well, thanks, Celeste, for calling. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Okay. Thank yes, you, sweetheart. I have something to say real uh, quick. Um I just want to apologize. I didn't have permission to touch you earlier. Oh, I don't care. No, I know that. But you know what? You watch my videos, right? Me too. I always say, no, no, I'm very conscious of this now because, I mean, even in a friendly environment, 
I just wanted to ask for consent. <laughs> but I, I know that's simple now, but I'm having this awareness now to really be respectful and as, as engaging and comfortable as this all is. Touching each other isn't cool unless we have permission. I agree. So I just wanted to express. Where did you touch uh, her? I just, well, I touched her. <laughs> oh, my line. God. Well, well if you really want to know. Everybody. Right. A little fun under the, the table. Another no, fascinating, fascinating episode. But I just wanted to own that. And that's so. okay. We're on till 830 tonight. Don't worry about it. You guys get an extra bonus half hour. Okay. This is another fascinating episode of Between the Sheets with our wonderful guest, Jonathan Asley. Good question. Self-love, new, al- new album. Oh, making you a rock star. God, so, um, Terry Nunn will sing Terry Nunn will for she sings everything she sings everything else for us um we are here as you know the first and third friday of every month from seven at seven p.m pacific three two three five two four two five nine nine uh please call us this is a real interesting show i didn't know how it would be i knew you but i'm like i don't know this could get dicey you thought it was going to be boring no you thought it was be you're so not boring. boring i never found you to be boring you're actually a, you're entertaining. B, you. you you know what you're talking about. Um, just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I really don't agree. I'm just not ready to agree your with you. Your perspective is just, it's not it's even agree or disagree. Yeah. Your perspective is different than mine. I mean, you'll catch up someday, I know. Someday. But, hey, but, Jonathan, um, do you think women expect too much when they go on a date from men? Yes. I think <laughs> there's a propensity because of traditional socialization, traditional um, stories and norms and socialization, that there's some level of truth to that. Uh, that's not always the case. But in dating, it should be a two-way street. I'm a big proponent that you take turns treating each other on dates. It's, it, you treat that person the way you treat your best friend. Um, even it, And kissing. <laughs> well, that reminds me well, when I was talking to you yeah. earlier, and I was, that's why I said the kissing. Well, I was saying, I was saying, okay, so you have a scenario where yeah. you don't know each other, but yeah. you meet up, and there's instant chemistry. You're yeah. very physically attracted, Yay. and then maybe you think things are going well, and it, it, you think you guys are meant for each other because of this chemistry, and then he, he or she ghosts you after, and you're like, what the hell? And you mentioned, well, that's why you should really come at when inst- when you're meeting someone new at a friendship level and I'm thinking can I have both because I I don't want a boring (laughs) I I, I, I know I'm like I don't do that I want to add something though because I get what Mara says too um I oh shit I don't want to call anybody I understand that too I have been told to take things slow Mm -hmm. to be patient and I'm I just get when I meet someone Yes. That I really meld with. Hold on, let me finish it because I know you're going to address the whole thing. And I just like want to eat, breathe, sleep, talk, just be consumed by them. And I get so excited and I'm being told, you know, hey, there's boundaries. Boundaries? Exactly. But, but why don't you like me as much? I mean, why don't you want to be with me as much? I mean, don't you see this? You know, and I mean... You know, and then it becomes, you know, yeah, well, right, we're I'm just going to be in. friends. Wait, wait, Jonathan, wait, 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 this bullshit. Wait, wait, give me one minute. For goodness sake. Okay, I wanna, first off, I want to <laughs> share something because I want to go back to Mara. Uh, <laughs> a week ago, Tuesday, I had one of those kind of dates. I oh. mean, we're sitting at each other at the dinner table, and I thought we were going to have sex right there oh, on the table. Oh, that chemistry nice. was Yeah, strong, that chemistry yeah. was so intense. Mm-hmm. We're in the car, and I thought, well, anyway, we didn't go that far. And that was interesting was when I got back home, and I was driving home, 
red flags were popping up in our conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now they're, they're, now the chemistry is not there. The chemical reaction that was going on, which is dopamine and testosterone and estrogen and oxytocin and all these different chemicals are being released, are now dissipating. And I'm going, holy shit, we are so misaligned. <laughs> I mean, there was like one red flag after another after another, and I don't want to get in the particulars. That doesn't mean you can't have but sex. But so, well, and you know what? Well, no, because well, you me say this. sex the with old Jonathan, I don't. The old Jonathan would have pursued her, had sex, only to do what I call the dysfunctional moonwalk, which is to backpedal out of it <laughs> in good. such a way to make her think I'm really fucked up. That was my way of doing it. Nice. Today okay. they just ghost. One of the, uh, what I love about Marianne Williamson says to her audience, talks about chemistry. And to the audience, she says, what do you do? What's the first thing you do when you have, you're on a date and you have intense chemistry? And the entire audience raises their hand and says, pray. Because... <laughs> In other words, when you have intense chemistry, that is not an indication of relationship success. But it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a It just means you just have a chemical reaction with someone else. Um, so how do you avoid that? No, not how do you okay, avoid because, it? Because here's the thing. Um, it was interesting because this woman I had a date with says, I, I'd suggested coffee. She suggested uh, either dinner or drinks because she wanted to have a social environment. Mm-hmm. What it occurred to me is when you meet for coffee, you're not going to be your tongues down each other's throat at the restaurant Why not? table. Well, uh, rarely <laughs> is it going to happen at <laughs> so Starbucks. But it, you actually go at a slower pace. The idea is to set up dates where you're going at a much slower pace. And actually, when you have alcohol and music involved, it's so much easier to go down that road. Oh, yeah, true. Um, so first dates might be better served as a walk on the, well, we live by the ocean, so walk on the beach or walk in the park, that sort of thing, just to do what's called the sniff test. Because when you're meeting a stranger, all you care about, the, really, you almost don't care about anything else. You just want to know you're attracted to one yeah. another. After that, you could go, hey, look, we're attracted to each other. Let's call each other tomorrow and set up a date. I'm joking. I'm saying no, this I as know. a joke. But that's really Mara, what that first meeting funny? is, is mm-hmm. just I'm to kidding, see if I'm we're kidding. attracted to one another. Right. Well, I know, but like what I'm trying to say is can I can I find somebody that I'm wildly attracted to okay. and maybe and it's mutual. Yeah. But yet we start off just being friends and we keep it there for a while because that's what you advise. Get to know each other on a friends level. Does that mean that there's but you said plus kissing. But here's, so well here's well <laughs> what's the point of dating if you're not going to kiss and Yeah, right. and you know I'm sorry, kissing for me Making. sometimes is better than sex. Oh, of okay. course. It's the intimacy. It's it's you know <laughs> Okay, it's touching, the, kissing, no, flirting, it's the kissing, all that stuff. it's the kissing before then you have the sex, and then you the, like, clearly haven't had good sex. Shut up! <laughs> no, no, because it's not about the fucking act. It's about the intimacy. It's about yeah. the touch. So there is. I, I love the kissing part, and I love after having sex just to sit there in each other's arms and just talking. And I'm a damn romantic, and fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I love a bit of. You oxy- can oxy- actually. You good. can. I would say that oxytocin is released when you kissed as well, so it's easily that you could bond with someone. But I want to go back to Mara's point, is that how do you set it up? If you're conscious and aware that this could happen, Mm -hmm. then you set an intention before you meet. If you set an intention, say, hey, look, if there's mutual chemistry between us, let's recognize it and let's focus on developing, getting to know one another because we we overcome the most important, the hardest hurdle, which is first is having chemistry or that uh, synergy. Now, here's the thing. Physical attraction doesn't necessarily mean you have energetic chemistry. Hmm. 
Energetic That's chemistry true. is like a, is more like a soul connection. It's more of a vibe with someone else. We can be wildly physically attracted to another human being and not actually have vibe with another human being story i think that's a life. whole different <laughs> conversation yeah. so one right. of the by the way in the in the straight world there's something called men of the gas and women of the brakes so they put the brakes on it yeah the like women put on the brakes yeah slow. they're the jobs yeah, to okay. go slow they're so now you have bumps. two women at it i don't know how to handle that one <laughs> I, mean, I mean but the thing is there is a dance i mean there is a dance in a relationship yeah and you know i and it's it is about me but i mean i it's like <laughs> at 55 and 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 i should have learned some of these things already and it's just that i keep continuing to go back into the same patterns yeah. and it's really hard because i i recognize it i mean i know my familiar patterns and because it usually ends up with me not getting the girl yeah. um it's usually in the friend zone at that point and i am tired I am tired. I'm not going to cry. Well, maybe I am. I am sort of tired. Yeah. I'm, I am tired. That's why I'm probably going to cry. Because, you know, I, I, I think everybody, I want love, you know? Yeah. And I want, oh God, I can't believe I'm crying. Yeah. I want love. Oh. And, um, and I'm tired of sabotaging myself, you know, to, um, to get that. Yeah. And I don't, and it's like I come off as needy. And I'm not. I just want someone to love me for me, you know, mm. and not try and change me to suit their things, you know. Um, why am I fucking Is it crying? not self-worth that we're boiling this down yeah, to? Yeah, I was just about to say, because so bringing it also back. Lack of Here's sleep. the thing about love. You have an abundance of love in your life. So let's not, you, you I know do. you have friends who love you deeply. So at, at least I observed this. So it, what you're really saying is you want, a connection with another human being. Let's just differentiate because it's not love that you're seeking from them. You already have all the love you need within you. Mm -hmm. Okay, you just want to feel connection with another human being, Seen. and you'd like to be. I like to have a yeah. partner. Okay, I so like now, someone. all right. So now, here's the thing: for 55 years, you've been doing it. What's the definition of insanity? You, you keep doing the same thing. So you've been doing something a certain way and you're going, I'm 55 years old. Well, how about starting a new way of doing things? Yep. And that would be. Yeah. Thank you. First, start with my book. Start with my book. You understand. We, she's like my sister. We're mini me. Yeah. We sort of yes. mirror each other very much on our past experiences, although she's, she's a lot younger than I am. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I will talk to her and I will advise her and I can advise her exactly what I know, you know, I should advise her. And I, as I tell her, I'm like, wow, I'm telling her what I need to do. And it's so much easier to tell someone else than to put it into practice. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. Well, going back to your question that you asked him earlier, you know, when you start to date somebody that you like and you're super excited because I'm the same way, I get super excited. Jump I'm like, in. oh my gosh, yeah. I like jump in like head first. And, and the, the person is like, whoa, hang on a minute, you know, and they put up boundaries and rules and restrictions and this and that. And I'm like, that's a turnoff. Like that right there, it's over I for me. So, hold on, I'm wait, wait. Like, can I just say something? You know what? Hold on, wait, wait, wait. And I'll tell you. I love this. Question. What I, what I find, is, if they stick around. If they stick around, and even if it's just a friendship or whatever, and they tolerate your behavior, there's love there. 
There has to be some sort of love there. No, oh, no I, I, tolerate, I, I, I tolerate that word. Not, no. That, I, okay, so here's the thing. I love. I'm the same way. I'm effusive. I'm demonstrative. Close up. I'm. Oh, excuse me. I'm effusive. I'm demonstrative. I jump in with a lot of enthusiasm. So what am I seeking? Someone who's aligned with that. Exactly. So when I meet someone who's misaligned, that's just all that means is we're misaligned. Exactly. It's not, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to, well, I don't want to disagree. My perspective you know is different okay. on tolerance. Nobody should ever tolerate exactly. my beautiful, loving, wonderful behavior yes. of being my crazy, weird self. Exactly. Now, now, here's the thing. So long as I'm kind, sincere, and respectful to another human being, because I, I do believe that we can be unkind, unsincere, uh, disrespectful, so long as you know, you're not one of those, then find someone who's in alignment with you. Exactly. And that's what I was then going to say. Saying, oh, to I'm gonna, then, then say, you know, because here's the thing. A lot of people hold out thinking I'll stick with a relationship, hoping that they'll, they'll change. Oh, I've been yeah. there. They'll change no. their I opinion about me. Fuck that shit. If they're not aware exactly. enough to, ex to appreciate who I am. And again, if I show up in a very loving, compassionate, kind way, if that doesn't work for someone, then we're just misaligned. Mismatch. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as someone's going to give me rules and restrictions, the boundaries and everything else, and I'm and I'm just free and I'm full of love and I'm yeah. full of light, and they're showing me all that, it, we're not aligned. We're yeah. clearly not aligned. That's the biggest turnoff, the fastest turnoff. I'm like, you're done. Uh, we we can be friends, well, but at that timing. point, I don't even want them as a okay, friend. Okay, wait. Can I? Personally. I just have a question. <laughs> no, the, I, I'm trying. To, I am trying to really figure this out in life yeah. right now. You know. Um, I'm really happy, kind of. Um, actually, for the most part, I'm happy. Um, I, I just, I feel kind of empty. You know, yeah. I've got a lot of love. I feel empty. And I just have so much love to give to somebody. Yeah. Um, and that, and, and it's just freaking weird. It's sort of like, what's the deal with like, you know, you're, okay, let's say you're aligned with somebody. Let's say you get to that point where you're aligned. And they're just emotionally unavailable. Then are you truly aligned? You're not. Well, You're first not. off, if you have well, all this love to give, I would like you to give that That's love back different. to yourself. Okay. Right now, if you're feeling empty, this is the time to fill your mm -hmm. love cup in. Read my book. Um, okay, I'm doing lots of plugs for it. This is really your time, maybe not even dating for a while, not even pursuing a relationship. Invest in yourself and peel the layers that have been accumulated over the last 55 years. But that's the thing. I am, and I'm doing yeah. work on it. I don't okay. feel, I don't, I mean, empty isn't a word. I just. Well, you said it. I so know. I'm, I'm I, you're to fine. That. You're fine. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm like crying on the air. I have never done this. So I'm trying. My brain is just like because I'm trying to come with the words of what I'm saying. I mean, I just, you know, yeah, self love. Okay, yeah. I love myself. I really do. Um, I have really good qualities, and it's not, you know, whatever. But and when you're but when you're aligned with someone that recognizes it, yeah, and there is an attraction there, and I'm just yeah. talking about the first attraction but there is an attraction i guess my thing is and i guess that has to do with i'm just, again i'm a slow learner so i have yeah. to repeat so you're saying if there is that attraction they're saying you're moving too fast um slow the, you mean down. they're saying that um yeah but they're not saying get the hell out of my face okay um so i mean what you're saying is sort of like sort of push back like back up reflect and sort of have a happy medium and sort of work it well I would invite you to check in with yourself because there's a difference between being who you are, mm -hmm. you know, effusive, enthusiastic and everything. That to me is not going fast or ahead. OK. Right. All right. Now, if there is a place within you that is coming from a place of need, 
or it's coming from a place of to get someone else's attention, then yes, you may want to pull back a little bit and regroup on loving yourself. Okay, in those moments. Okay. Okay. It's not about the other person. It's about yourself. If they're saying you're you're crowding me, that is a time to self reflect. Now you could say I, I would say if someone felt I was crowding them, then we're just misaligned. Yes. Because I'm not going again. I just go to the fifty yard line. I'm wait. I'm I'm just looking to see if you're there. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. I don't go to the ten yard line and hang out. You know, if they're hanging out there. So just. Know where your yard line is. I just recommend the 50-yard line. Okay. And don't mm -hmm. go past that. Um, and, you know, here's the things. May I say sweetheart? Right. I'm old school. <laughs> I say it all the time. Okay. I say sweetheart, it and I get slammed by it. Go ahead. Yes, honey. What you're feeling <laughs> is so... Tell me. 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 Oh, baby. What you're feeling is so natural. We all feel that place of emptiness, especially wanting to be in relationship, to want to connect with another mm -hmm. human, to want to be accepted mm -hmm. for who we are, warts and all. And it's a challenge today, and especially we live in a very superficial, materialistic, narcissistic world, uh, victim consciousness. Um, this is why the invitation is to work on yourself, because when you're truly happy being yourself, you're not going to feel empty. You're going to feel so blessed. And I say this because yeah. I went through what I consider probably the worst nightmare of my life. And I've come out of this going, fuck, I am so blessed. And Connor's with me every day. In fact, it was my birthday yesterday, and I brought his ashes and his photograph to the awesome. restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I bring him wherever I go, you know? <laughs> like, uh, So, um, no, I'm when we, well, at least for me, gratitude and recognizing all my blessings takes away that edge of not feeling you know, maybe, hey, I'd like to be cuddled today. I just always want a hug. Well, we'll give you time. Okay, cool. Hugs. I can bear hugs. I just want to thank our guest, Jonathan Asley. He has a new book out, Amazon, What the Heck is Self-Love Anyway? Buy it. It's pretty awesome. He's a wonderful friend of mine. I, I, I would love you to come back. Oh, I'd love yeah. to come I back. I mean, you know, you're the official... Girl, I made you cry. You did, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I mean my image is completely ruined right now. I am We love you more. I now. am now yeah. like I am not like I'm emotional now. Um but I just want to thank you again, Jonathan. It's always my a pleasure. pleasure. I thank want you. you to come back. I would like to come thank back. you. Thank you for the book. It's amazing. Um I want to thank Roxanne. I, Roxanne I was going to say something very nice, but now that you've interrupted, <laughs> I yeah, Roxanne Rosen. You can find her on Facebook under her seventy-five aliases. Um, say the nice thing you're going to say. I'm not now because well, no, sorry. You, no, you, oh, no more. You wait. Have to wait. You have to wait two weeks. Two oh. weeks to hear the nice thing. I'll spank you later. I want to thank Tony. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, my other goddess sister i love you love you cara noble thank you where and they can find you on oh well uh facebook obviously cara um cara noble voice is my voiceover website on facebook hey tony can we put the music on or on uh, Topanga and Ventura. or Topanga and Ventura. <laughs> depends on what corner and then of course the wonderful artist uh mara shane she mm. has a new Facebook page on her artwork, so please check her out. She's yeah. amazing. Marshing custom designs. She oh, paints yeah. on anything. It's so great. About any wardrobe. Body. I mean, she can paint my <laughs> body. As a okay. matter of fact, I think that. no, she's not. No, she will be painting my body soon. <laughs> um, I, I want to watch. Nah, please. Why don't we just have the 
show. Let me get the video camera. Let's just have the show. There you go. Everyone, thank you again. Another episode of Between the Sheets here on UBNGo.com. Follow us on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at CuteBrat. Again, Terry Nunn is going to be, this is her song, the album cut today. Go and buy it. It's freaking amazing. Performing on Sunday, August 4th. At the, um, I think it's called LA Live now, but I'm old school. I still call it Microsoft. Um, guys, I have to say, thank you for the callers. Um, thank you guys for supporting our show. Our numbers have been amazing. The support, thank you for spreading the word. You ha- I have all of you in my heart, always. Thank you. You are you you make me and this show what it is. Don't ever forget that. I appreciate you. Have a great night and we'll see you in 2 weeks, August 16th. I think. Yeah. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye.